Hello and welcome to Biblical Moments. This is Evangelist Frank King. Question. How would you describe your appetite for the things of God? You see, your answer to that question determines how fulfilling your relationship with the Lord will be. So today, I want to talk about the benefit of having a hunger for God. I will be teaching from the 10th chapter of the book of the Acts of the Apostles, and I will be using the King James Version of the Bible. Stay with me as I talk about having a hunger for God. During his Sermon on the Mount, Jesus said, Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Now note those words, hunger and thirst. The point is, if we want God to fill us, we cannot be passive, but we must hunger and thirst after God. The great men and women of the Bible had one important thing in common. They were all passionate about God. They were not casual in their relationship with him. Let me explain what I mean by having a hunger for God. That means no matter where you are in God, you want more of him. In other words, you maintain a progressive relationship with him. And most importantly, you do the things that help you realize that kind of relationship with God. Sad but true, in the church, many people want to have a dynamic, fulfilling relationship with God, but they don't want to pay the price to have that kind of relationship with him. In the book of Acts chapter 10, we find an account of someone who had a hunger for God and what he experienced as a result of that. Now remember that the things that are written in the scriptures are written for our example. So this account was not just put in the Bible as material, but God is speaking to us through this biblical account. Verse 1 in Acts chapter 10 tells us something about the person we will be talking about. It reads, There was a certain man in Caesarea called Cornelius, a centurion of the band called the Italian band. Now, a centurion was an officer in the Roman army. You understand what I'm saying? This man was not a Jew. I don't know how it came about, but this man, Cornelius, had a deep desire to know God. Verse 2 gives us a snapshot of Cornelius' character. It says he was a devout man, 
and one that feared God with all his house, which gave much alms to the people and prayed to God always. So he was devout, he was God-fearing, he was charitable, and he was a man of prayer. But the interesting thing about Cornelius, in spite of the good things we have just read about him, is that he was not saved. He did not have a personal relationship with the Lord. When you think about it, this man was more passionate about God than many believers in church are. On the other hand, we are not saved by virtue of our works. Rather, we are saved by grace through our faith in Christ. The important thing to remember as far as this message goes is that whenever we have a genuine hunger for God, he will satisfy that hunger. So let me read verses 3 and 4. Verse 3, he saw a vision evidently about the ninth hour of the day, an angel of God coming to him and saying unto him, Cornelius, verse 4. And when he looked on him, he was afraid and said, What is it, Lord? And he said unto him, Thy prayers and thine alms are come up for a memorial before God. Notice what he says about Cornelius' prayers. He had been praying and praying and praying. And now God says, This is the day that I am going to answer your prayer. It does not appear that Cornelius was praying at the time of this visitation of the angel. According to verse 3, it was the ninth hour of the day and he sees this vision. Just out of the blue, God shows up and answers his prayer. Meanwhile, Peter, Apostle Peter that is, was lodging at a place called Joppa. The angel told Cornelius to send to Peter and that Peter would tell him what he needed to do to be saved. Now the angel could have told Cornelius what he needed to do to be saved. But no, the angel instructed him to go to the preacher. You see, God is not using angels to preach the gospel. He uses human vessels. So in Joppa was the preacher that God would use to answer Cornelius' heart cry. But this was a rather unlikely meeting. We have a Gentile with a hunger to know God and we have a preacher, namely Peter, who does not like to have any dealings with Gentiles. And the reason I bring this up is to underscore the fact that when we hunger for God, there is no limit to what he will do to answer our prayers. Because of Peter's reluctance to interact with Gentiles, God showed a vision to Peter in Joppa to encourage him to go and minister to Cornelius. 
So Peter shows up to the house of Cornelius and he wants to know why Cornelius requested him to come by. So Cornelius shared his encounter with the angel and after hearing Cornelius' testimony, Peter begins to preach. And according to verse 44, the Holy Spirit fell upon everyone that heard Peter's preaching. So Cornelius and all his house were saved through Peter's preaching. This entire experience was set in motion because of a Gentile who seriously wanted to know God. And think about this. He was one person among the whole population in the world, but God saw this one man's hunger for him and he rewarded him in due season. And that's how it works for you and for me as we hunger for God. Now remember at the beginning of this message, I referred to what Jesus said about those who thirst and hunger after righteousness. He said, they shall be filled. Well, let me share with you a similar statement Jesus made with reference to the gift of the Holy Spirit. In the gospel according to John chapter 7 and verse 37, Jesus says, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. Verse 38, He that believes on me, as the scripture hath said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. So Jesus says, if any man thirst, let him come to me and drink. Well, what was he talking about here? The next verse, verse 39, reveals that Jesus was talking about the Holy Spirit, which they that believe would receive. You see, the Holy Spirit was not yet given. And Jesus says, if you want to receive the Holy Spirit, you have to thirst. In other words, you have to have a hunger for it. What should be obvious from this message is that the key to experiencing more than a casual relationship with God is to hunger after him. You see, the Bible says that if we draw near to God, God will draw near to us. He wants to be closer to us, but first we must show him that we want to be closer to him. In other words, God doesn't throw himself upon anybody. My friend, God wants us to be more than casual churchgoers or casual Christians. He does not want us to stay on the surface. He wants us to go deeper with him. And if you hunger for him that way, you will be filled. Praise God. Well, listen, that brings us to the close of another episode. I want to thank you for listening. And until next time, this is Evangelist Frank King saying, May heaven's best be yours.